0: The soccer gambling podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com Or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the D Gen Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests now on the SGPN app. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. LockBetting.com has delivered 117 months in a row of transparent track profit. We've just gone 6 and 0 oh across our Champions League and Europa League futures. Now, this raises our all-time futures tally for plays over one unit to 82%. We did have a little bit of a dip. During the World Cup, and we had a very good World Cup, but it was just a case of us hitting the big price plays, such as um, uh, Kylian Mbappe to be the top goal scorer, Messi to win the Golden Ball, Argentina to win the tournament. Overall, we're a bit fifty-fifty with our futures, but made a massive profit with them by landing these big price futures. But overall, it did lower our futures percentage. This 6-0 and oh brings that right back up. So we have now landed 82% of our futures all time. Never, ever, ever skip futures. And we are well on course for 118 months in a row of transparent track profit. If you want to sign up for the service, head over to LockBetting.com. If you want to do your research, all the spreadsheets are over at LockBetting.com. If you want to do some quick due diligence, have a look at the ping tweet. On the Twitter account at LockBetting.com, you can see the P&L for the month of February. Every single play is tracked. That's why it's tracked. Transparent profit, unlike these jokers on gambling Twitter that I'm seeing being absolutely destroyed by March madness. Some big, big losses happening over the last 48 hours. That has certainly not been the case for us over at Lock Betting. Um, also, let me tell you to follow the TikTok account. It's the same handle at LockBetting.com. We post 30 to 45 second easily digestible videos giving you betting information. Same videos are posted on Instagram. That is simply at LockBetting. Let me also tell you before we start this edition of the EPL show, there are no FA Cup games here on this show, I've decided to cover the quarterfinals all over on MUFC. So rather than just covering the game between Manchester United and Fulham, I thought I would send more people over to listen to that show because that show, MUFC, has been red hot so far this season. We've had so many shows because Manchester United are still in so many competitions. And so far, of all the shows that we've done, the lean that we give out at the end of the show, on seven occasions, we have turned that into a lock. And we are 7-0 and oh when we turn it into an official lock. But the leans overall, we've only suffered six losses Throughout the entire season. Six losses. Think about the number of games. Manchester United have played. Every single one. Has been individually covered. Each week. Or twice a week. On Better Me FC. We've had six losses with those liens. That is a red hot show. I encourage you to check it out. And that's why I'm doing the FA Cup quarter exclusively over there and sticking with the EPL show. The EPL stuff right here on the EPL show. So all of the action tomorrow in the EPL begins at 3 p.m. No early game tomorrow. It is the 3pm kickoffs that will kick off things. And we begin, first of all, with the game featuring Aston Villa and Bournemouth, where Aston Villa are the 7-10 favourites. It's 11-4 on the draw, and it's 4-1 here on Bournemouth. Liverpool actually did people a big favour last weekend if they are looking to back Bournemouth to go down, because off the back of Bournemouth beating Liverpool... Bournemouth's price has now moved to 8 to 11 to be relegated. In fact, you can find three to four in some places. There's been an improvement in the price due to the fact that Southampton lost in midweek and very much looked like they are going down. So now it looks like it's going to be two out of a cluster of six or seven teams. But I definitely feel like Bournemouth are going to be one of these teams. I just don't think They have the quality to get out of it. And I'm just not convinced that a win against Liverpool, who have massively underperformed away from home so far this season, who looks complacent, who looks like they could just turn up and win, I don't think that necessarily means that Bournemouth will have enough to stay up here for the rest of the season. However, in this particular game... It is worth noting, and I did a bit of research on this, that Bournemouth are actually a bit of a bogey team for Aston Villa. They've won each of the last four meetings between the two teams. Uh, They claimed a 2-0 success in the reverse fixture earlier on in the season. But of course, that was when uh, Aston Villa were managed by Steven Gerrard, who seemed out of his depth coming into the Premier League. Bournemouth come into this one with two wins in the last four games, whilst Villa have only picked up two wins in seven attempts at home since the World Cup break. So the data here does tell you that Bournemouth could possibly pick up something here from this game. Because of that data, I am going to pass here on at this game my lean would be to take Aston Villa to actually win the game there's also significant data here for both teams to score Bournemouth's record against Aston Villa and the fact they're a team in greater need means that they probably will be pushing for a goal in this game Villa have scored in each of their last nine home games across all competitions so both teams to score also quite a good play here given the situation but I just have a sneaky feeling that Villa will humble Bournemouth tomorrow and bring them back down to earth after the win but obviously the data contradicts that so we'll definitely pass on this game we have to give a lean on every on every game that's pretty much the format of the EPL show so the lean will be to to take Villa to win the game but uh, my, my real feeling here is to pass on this game don't think there's enough value on Villa given the data ultimately I think the better, la- the better value lies in the futures market possibly looking at Bournemouth to get relegated, as I do think they'll go down with Southampton. And then really, it's a pick em out of all of the other teams. Uh, Crystal Palace this week sacked Patrick Vieira. We'll talk more about that later on, because Crystal Palace do play on the Sunday game away to Arsenal, and they play that game with a caretaker manager in charge. So what's interesting about that is they didn't even allow Patrick Vieira to manage Crystal Palace for one more game, which was actually a bit of a free hit away to Arsenal. Nobody expected them to get anything there. They probably don't expect the caretaker managers to get something there, but they didn't allow Patrick Vieira to go back to the, um, to the Emirates, which tells me a little something more has gone on there rather than just um, them being unhappy with the result. Seems like um, a little bit more going on there at Crystal Palace. But as I said, When we get to that game, we'll talk more about it. We still have a load of 3 p.m. games to continue with. Before we look at those 3 p.m. games, though, let me quickly tell you guys about Winbet because Winbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active now in a bunch of states, including Massachusetts. Be on the lookout for Winbet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time as well. During Winbet Win Hour, Marquee Games of the Week will have better odds on Winbet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. It's always important to shop around for odds, but you don't have to on Thursdays. And March Madness is, of course, here. We mentioned that at the top of the show. Capa's getting killed on Twitter. There's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course... For our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There is so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. Now, this offers subjects to change. Terms and conditions available. Winbet.com must be 21 or older and present. The state will play for Wimbet Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Moving back to these um, three o'clock kickoffs, we look at the game here between Brentford and Leicester. Brentford are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 13 to 5 on the draw and it's 3 to 1 here on Leicester. Leicester's need is greater here in this game, but we have heard Thomas Frank this week talking about the outside chances of Brentford making it through to Europe. And um, that can go one of two ways. That could put pressure on his team. That could lead them to going in the wrong direction by having too much pressure on them. That could come back to bite you in the arse. But this team have been on an unbelievable run, and um, I'm not going to back against Brentford, particularly not at home, against teams in the bottom half, because this has been the type of game that Brentford have been winning all season, and at the price of 10 to 11, with um, even money, plus 100 available, if you choose to shop around. I'm going to take Brentford to win on the money line here, which would put Leicester well in that relegation conversation. They're already there. For a while, people were talking about them being out of it because they put a run together. Well, they're not in the best form at the moment, and this defeat, if it happens, will put them in even more trouble. But I'm going to take Brentford to win it. Brentford have actually picked up 13 points out of a possible 15 at the Brentford Community Stadium recently, and they can continue their push for Europe here against the Leicester team, who have now lost their last five games. So, I'm going to ride Brentford here. I'm going to ride Ivan Toney. He has three goals in his last five games. He's celebrating an England call-up. And I'm going to take all of that here to take a play here on Brentford to pick up another home win. Brentford at um, 10 to 11 widely available, but at even money plus 100 if you shop around. Up next, we'll look at the game here between Southampton and Tottenham where the Saints are the 15 to 4 dogs. It's 13 to 5 on the draw and Spurs are the four to five favourites. It is scary backing a team who are as inconsistent as Tottenham, but if Southampton are being beaten at home by Brentford, who are being primarily carried by their home record, then you don't really give them much of a chance here. This is a team who look like they are going down, and I'm willing to take the risk here with Tottenham. Results haven't necessarily matched performances for Tottenham as of late, but they did end up winning by three goals to one last weekend. And I think they will be the team who can maintain fourth spot and maintain it until the end of the season. And they can help themselves here by getting the win away to Southampton who have suffered three defeats in their last five against all competitions. That win against Nottingham Forest ended a three-game winless run But ultimately, I think when uh, Southampton lost to Brentford in midweek, that for me tells me that their race is run. They will be playing in the championship next season. And um, I think I would worry if I was a Tottenham fan chasing the top four if they didn't win this game, especially with Newcastle just winning tonight. Picking up a late win away to Nottingham Forest, showing that they can grind it out. Nottingham Forest is a difficult place to go to. That's a big win for Newcastle. The pressure is on Tottenham, but I do feel that Tottenham will turn up on this in this spot. I'll take them to get the win on the money line at 4-5, to five, minus 125 here against the Southampton team, who I feel are doomed for relegation this season. The final game in the three pm slot is Wolves at home to Leeds, where Wolves are the six to five favourites. It's twenty three to ten on the draw, and it's also twenty three to ten here on Leeds. Make no mistake about it, this is a relegation six pointer, and a win would be absolutely massive here for either team. I think we can see a tight and cagey affair here. I spoke on the last show about how Leeds continue to go down a defensive route, to go from Bielsa to Marsh, um, that they were already defensive decisions, but now to go to go for Grazia. This is the most defensive manager that they've had in years. And I do think this will be a low scoring affair. Leeds struggle away from home. So, if I'm asked to pick a winner, I would turn around and, and go for Wolves. Wolves have won three of the last four at home. And Leeds are among the worst travellers, picking up just six points from 22. But I think the standout day for me here is the fact that Leeds now do have a defensive manager. And Leeds have failed to score in their last three away games. Whilst Wolves, we've been talking about this all season, they are the lowest scorers in the Premier League with just 20 goals from 27 games. And if you dig deeper into Leeds data, Leeds have failed to score in five of the last eight games including each of their last three away from home as I just mentioned so I think under two and a half goals given the data is the standout play here but if I'm asked to pick a winner I think there is decent value on Wolves on the money line at plus money but ultimately my strongest lean will be under two and a half goals which is available for you here at a price of seven to ten here for this one. Before we look at that late game, the 5.30 kickoff, let me quickly tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball props, so head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com and our promo code SGPN. Moving on to that five thirty kickoff, we look at the game here between Chelsea and Everton. Where Chelsea are 4-7 favourites, it's 3-1 on the draw and it's 6-1 to one here on Everton. Chelsea, I feel, have turned a corner. I actually looked at the Chelsea Champions League qualification price. This is just I like, don't trust anybody else. Newcastle seem to be moving in the wrong direction as of late, um, not doing brilliantly over the, over the, over the last 10-12 games, although they have won today and they did win the last game. So um, they are now looking like they've um, turned another corner from the corner where they turned to cause a negative direction. But um, Liverpool, they can't win away from home. Tottenham are one of the most inconsistent teams in Europe. So if Chelsea could put a run together, the price of 33-1 to 1 for them to look on the top four certainly does look like it could be worth a few shillings this is a game I think they'll win I don't think Everton's um, future in the Premier League is going to be determined by what they do away from home other than if it's against teams in and around them Chelsea are um, are a team who are sitting in 10th place at the moment but ultimately we know this is one of the top teams in the EPL and I think if these players can gel, Chelsea will be a strong unit next season. But here I am going to take Chelsea to pick up the win. 4-7 to seven is a short price. So I would consider either taking Chelsea to win 2-0, to which is a plus money selection at 6-5, or going down the safer route of Chelsea and under 4.5 goals. We are going to go for Chelsea and under 4.5, under 4.5 goals. It would even surprise me if we saw the over 2.5 goals cashier with the under 2.5 goals here available at a price of 4-5. Graham Potter's spell at Chelsea has been dramatic but not thrilling. In 20 league games, 75% of them have seen two goals or fewer, which is why the under two and a half goals here would make sense. Also, tactically, I expect... um, I expect Sean Dyche to come in here and sit in and look to nick something here on the break or via a set piece but be happy ultimately with a point but I don't think he's going to get that point. Chelsea have turned the corner themselves, they have won their last three games across all competitions and have won four of their last seven at home including ending the 100% record of Borussia Dortmund coming off the World Cup. The host should be able to win without conceding a goal against an Everton team who manages eight away goals in the Premier League this season and failed to score and six. Of of their seven defeats on the road in the EPL this season so Chelsea and the under four and a half goals here would be my main lean that gets you away from the price of four to seven and Chelsea and under four and a half goals instead gives you the price of three to four a far better price and um, a safe bet I think if you think Chelsea are going to win I think adding the under four and a half goals isn't really too risky here for this one. The final game we look at here is on Sunday and it is managerless Crystal Palace going up against Arsenal. Now, last weekend, Crystal Palace did break the Premier League record for not having a shot on target. No team in history have ever gone three games in a row without having a shot on target. Crystal Palace achieved that last weekend, which made me massively concerned for them and massively concerned for for Patrick Vieira, who did go after the loss against Brighton. Although in that game, Crystal Palace did have chances to score in that game, but ultimately they did not. And ultimately, that has led to the dismissal of Patrick Vieira. So that's four games in a row that Crystal Palace haven't scored in. And that really means that they could be in big trouble here against Arsenal. As I said, I'm massively surprised that Patrick Vieira did not manage Palace for this game. He would have got his return back to Arsenal. And if Arsenal had done a job on him, you could have fired him immediately after this. I just don't see what it does bringing a caretaker manager in for this game, other than if there was a fallout in the background with Patrick Vieira about the direction of the club, whether Patrick Vieira walked out. We don't know any details at the moment, but ultimately, under caretaker management, under Patrick Vieira this was always going to be, for me, a one-sided game, given that Crystal Palace haven't been able to score goals. And that's what puts them in big trouble this season when you're looking at the relegation race. Crystal Palace, at the moment, are priced up at 7-1. to They were 7-1 to before the defeat against Brighton, and they remain 7-1. to That's a huge price on a team who just fired their manager, have a caretaker manager in at the moment, and are talking about bringing in Roy Hodgson. Normally, there is interest in the next manager, Mark. But at the moment, with Roy Hodgson priced up at 1-4, to minus 400, there's no interest there. Seems like a foregone conclusion. Crystal Palace think that Roy Hodgson is going to keep them in the Premier League. I don't agree. That someone of his age is the right appointment here. It seems like desperation. The only more desperate thing that you could do would be to contact Big Sam, and I would probably rather contact Big Sam and think you would have a better chance of staying up under him. I'd be concerned if I was for Crystal, if I was a Crystal Palace fan, and I'd be concerned going into this weekend. Arsenal are one or four favourites. It's five to one on the draw, and it's twelve to one here on Crystal Palace. I'm looking at Arsenal to do a job on this team, especially off the back of being eliminated in the Europa League. The stars did get involved in that game. Some of them did come off the bench to try and win the game in extra time, but ultimately they didn't. And Arsenal are now eliminated from the Europa League, which makes Manchester United the clear favourites, which makes our future at the start of the season on oh, Man United to win that competition at plus 800 Look like it's in very, very good shape. Touch wood. So, Arsenal now can fully concentrate on the EPL. I wouldn't say they deliberately got themselves eliminated out of that competition. But their team, their starting team at the start of the game was somewhat questionable. A lot of players rested for that second leg, which was a must-win game if you wanted to stay in the Europa League. Ultimately, I think Mikel Arteta's decisions during that game were confusing. He didn't start players. He took off Gabriel Zuz at half-time. Then he brought everybody on after after um, Spot Sporting admittedly did score, if not the goal, one of the goals of the season. It did level up that game. Arsenal prior to that did seem in control. But I think with the fresh players coming in here and with Arsenal being eliminated in midweek, I think we see a huge bounce back here. The situation is all set up for Arsenal too annihilate Crystal Palace here. I mean, hell, they can even do it for Patrick Vieira, the club legend who was fired by Crystal Palace if you're looking for an additional narrative. I'm not. I'm just looking for Arsenal to bounce back here against a team who can't score any goals. They're now under caretaker charge. They've now not scored in four Premier League games. Last weekend, they broke the record for no shots on target and I think they're in big trouble here against Arsenal. Crystal Palace can't score while Arsenal have won their last five Premier League games and have scored exactly three goals in four of those wins. So if they score three goals here, they'll be in a very good position to to cash the handicap. In fact, they hit exactly three in two of those games. So I think Arsenal to, to score three goals here looks like a good bet. Arsenal over two and a half team total could be another way to go. But ultimately... Don't look past Arsenal on the Asian handicap line. I think it's a nice and simple play. I expect it to cash. And we'll take that at the price of 4-5, to five, minus 125 here in this one. Closing out with your lock on the show. Well, I think that's obvious. We spoke about it just now at great length. And uh, we're going to double down on what we just said by making Arsenal minus 1.5, the lock here on this show. For all the reasons we just outlined And um, as I said, Crystal Palace, they look like they're in trouble. They look like they can't score goals. If suddenly they snap a four-game streak of not scoring at the Emirates against the top team in the Premier League at the moment, I'll be very, very surprised whilst Arsenal will be looking to go eight points clear here. And I think that's what will happen by the end of the game. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.